0: Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Uh, this is Brian Lamar at EMI Research Solutions. I'm the Chief Technology I'm not the Chief Technology Officer, I'm the Chief I'm the Chief Insights Officer. It's weird to say. It is. Um, Brian Peterson, hello, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm all right. That might have been our first kind of like faux pas, the first second of the at least in a while.
1: Right. I think you weren't looking at me when I was giving you the cue to go. Right.
0: End of the year, it's November, everybody. It's been a weird year. Um, thanks for listening. Today is uh, going to be artificial intelligence. We've been thinking about this one for a long time, and you know what? We're just going to do it, right?
1: Yep. I mean, we've se- we've talked about some news stories, but I think this is going to get a little more in-depth than what we normally do on a topic. So, Yeah.
0: So I'm excited about that, um, as if we aren't talking about it enough as an industry, but we haven't talked about it really. No. So we'll, we'll do a little bit of that. And Um, if you've
1: heard enough about AI, this might not be the one for you.
0: And, you know, if you're listening to this in December or January, it might be old news That's all fast things are moving.
1: After Thanksgiving, it could be old news.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Who knows what's happening? What else do you want to talk about before we get to that?
1: Well, as you mentioned, it is November. Um, Outside, if in Ohio, it does not feel like November. It feels like mid-May. I don't know. Yeah. My kids wore shorts yesterday.
0: Yeah, I wore shorts the last couple days, and each day I'm like, This is the last time I'm wearing shorts till March, but I'm wrong every day.
1: It's the big swing we had because here at Halloween, which was less than two weeks ago, it snowed. I walked outside and I got pelted with snow. Yeah, and in the last few days, it's been, I think, we set a record yesterday, did we not? Like, we hit like 82? Yeah,
0: it was hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like. That's not normal November weather.
0: <laughs> no. But you'll be complaining about the cold soon enough.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, I agree, yeah. The only other thing really going on is sports-wise, Cincinnati seems to be doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, Bengals are on a little hot streak. Um, that's good. And then our soccer team is moving along in the playoffs. Um, yeah, so Cincinnati is becoming a little bit of a sports town.
1: Yeah, a winning – let's put it this way, a winning sports town.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's you know we haven't when they list the cities that have gone the longest longest drought without a title, um, we're always towards the top of the list. So we need something.
1: Yep, I mean there's even excitement around the Reds. They're expected yeah. to do pretty well next year. So it's yeah. been a rare time when all sports teams in Cincinnati have been good. There's always been the oh this team's been good while well, the other one has been hot garbage. But it's rare that all three seem to be clicking along, and even before that the two teams clicking along, so
0: yes, I spent this morning a little bit of time updating our conference list. Oh boy, there's a couple more have announced, and I'll mention I guess it's time to start about talking about q one conferences
1: it is I mean. I have to start – a lot of them are calling for submission requests now that they have to be in by around Thanksgiving. Some have already closed out. It's all that whole process.
0: Yeah, so so early. I've barely begun to think about December, much less what I would want to present next August. Um, I'll go through just a couple. CEO Summit, January 22nd through 24th, Hollywood, Florida. By the way, I've noticed a trend that – I think this year things were a little bit further west. The normal this year is moving way back east. Like, if you live in the Georgia area, there is going to be a lot of
1: conferences in your. It, it's a lot area. in Georgia this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Can yeah. I say the CEO summit? I feel like they use that as an opportunity to get out of the cold for a lot. Yeah, like, smart. Hey, I am. Go- I am going to my. Let's go to Miami in January, of course. Yeah,
0: super smart. Get some, you know, a bunch of CEOs on a resort and um get some vitamin TV D. Yeah, have a little vitamin D and some fun too. Um, Quirks is in Dallas next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's February 28th and 29th, a little leap year conference, and then you know another kind of this is the odd one, um, SampleCon, Lake Oconee, Georgia, March 11th to right, 13th, and yep. it's uh it's I think it's about an hour, maybe a little over an hour southeast of Atlanta, um, at this um, beautiful Ritz Carlton. And so March 11 through 13, Semicon's been on the West Coast for, I think the last two, maybe three years.
1: I feel I like think. at least two, it might be three, because they did, yeah. well, the third, they did LA twice, but they had to redo it because of the, did we have it during COVID the first year, or did I we think skip they, 2021?
0: I think they skipped 2021, and then 22, okay. 23 was, um, yeah, because um, 2020 was Atlanta. So it's back in the, back um on the East Coast at Lake Oconee, Georgia, March 11 through 13. And then also in Georgia is the Insights Association Annual Conference and also APOR Annuals in Atlanta, MRMWs in Atlanta. The Future of Insights, which is every other year, is in 2024 in Athens, Georgia. So if you're in Georgia, you might want to request for a big conference budget.
1: That or maybe open up a – maybe get a temporary Georgia office, get – (laughs) Work that remote, work from Georgia, and just drive around for a few months. Yeah. Do a little news? Yeah. Let's jump right into it. Hopefully, everyone sees a trend with this. We kind of kept it to AI news this episode. So the first one is that SurveyMonkey has launched uh, what they're calling Build with AI, a survey creation tool powered by ChatGPT3 software. The tool takes the user's written description of feedback objectives and then creates a survey based on it. We think? Good for... I mean, this is what I would
0: expect them, SurveyMonkey, to be doing. By the way, I'm so happy they're called SurveyMonkey, first off. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like we're 10% responsible for this, their name being SurveyMonkey. I'm going to say indirectly. Indirectly. <laughs> yeah. um, this is what I would expect the programming for platforms to be doing. Um, great use of AI. Now there's... I would expect this from all of the platforms, and this is one of those things that... Um, While it's great, it will not be perfect, and this is going to be a trend that we'll see throughout this podcast. Is that it will get you somewhere between seventy and ninety percent of the way there, and that last ten to thirty percent is um, all of our education and all of our insights and what we know that is really tough to teach artificial intelligence. But I've seen this in work in action um, in ChatGPT. I've seen it with other program platforms and sample p- platforms, I think it's going to be excellent. And, you know, it can save you a lot of time. That's kind of the, another trend we'll see today. This is, can save you a lot of time in writing a questionnaire.
1: Right. different A different avenue on that. So SurveyMonkey, yeah. a lot of people who use that, yes, you have the corporate ones and business ones that do that. But there is also a lot of one-off people that do that as well. And even on the corporate side, it's not your professional market researchers that are using this to write surveys yeah. Will this AI tool help them write better surveys, at least a step up from what they're currently writing? Because maybe uh, not everyone knows best practices and stuff like that. Will we'll we expect to see, hey, it's going to take into some of it. Like you mentioned, it's not going to be 100%, but if the current ones are at 70, will it take it to like 80?
0: I think for the the uh, person conducting research that is not a professional survey writer, yeah, Absolutely. Because it does a pretty good job at writing sound research from, you know, it offers great scaling. It knows how to write a scaling question and it knows how to properly ask many questions and the flow is really good. The tone is good. The voice is good. Um, The challenge is going to be as always is in the screener. Um, And that's the thing that most novice researchers don't Take into account and they spend not enough time on because unfortunately we have to like really think through the screener to not uh, to ensure that we have the right people we're talking to and we're not making it easy for people trying to commit fraud to get in there so it's a different way of designing the questionnaire that i don't think i think it'll be a while before ai well i say a while a while could be months um but it'll be a while before the um ai will be able to kind of help you design screener questions correctly Right. But right. the rest of the questionnaire, yes. Also, you know, there's a, lots of people like different types of scales. And so I'm not sure how well it will do with that. So some people like a four point scale. It doesn't have a midpoint, right? We're going to force right, somebody on right. one end to the other. Well, some people like a five point with a true five point scale with a true midpoint or a seven or a nine or a 10 or an 11, you know, are they labeled? Are they not labeled that you can have a whole debate and people have debated that for you know, forever. There's pros and cons to every one of those things. And so that's, you know, that's the nuance of that is it takes a whole a long time to kind of understand what does the best scale. And that's just one type of question, right? There's lots right. of other types of questions that are, you know, you can argue, I always joke around that you could say, give somebody some business objectives and 20 amazing researchers would come up with 20 different questionnaires and 19 of the 20 will be correct. <laughs> that's all, you know, it's, it's, it's an art.
1: I'm hoping that it will also help with some of the question design components where you're not getting like the grid questions where it's like 30 columns by 20 rows and, oh, rate on all this and all of that. You know, the daunting ones you look at, like, oh, my God, who designed this? Hopefully it will help steer away from that kind of stuff or it'll say, hey, that's too – I'm only going to put in – two open ends and stuff like that or that kind of thing. Like, hey, we don't want, I'm gonna suggest one open end here. And or it might come back and say, well, I want to add open ends. And you'd be like, I this is not recommended because of yeah. XYZ. I'm hoping it some of that gets built into it if it's not already.
0: Yeah. Like uh, you already have three open ended questions. We recommend no more than three because then blah 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 will happen, right? People will drop yep. out, won't be engaged, etc. That now that would be really cool. I bet that's happening soon.
1: I have to imagine that someone's programming a specific version of this with some of their best practices in there and say, hey, if yeah. you're encountering this, this is how we want to, you to handle this type situation.
0: Yeah, and this is probably going to be a wild, kind of a weird topic because we're going to kind of go into the news stories and also talk about how we're using it how the industry is using yep. AI at the same kind of time, but – um, we were at a Wire Insight Association event a couple weeks ago in Cincinnati, amazing event, and one of the topics was artificial intelligence, and uh, Mike Carroll uh, presented from Directions Research about how they're using artificial intelligence. He gives some examples, some pretty basic, really cool stuff that he did, and of course, he injected a lot of humor into it, but one of the things that he displayed is that he asked ChatGPT to write a questionnaire about um, Skyline Chili, and, it, and he asked it also to include Skyline Chili's competitive set. For those of you not in Cincinnati, it is a Cincinnati-based chili parlor, which in Cincinnati, it, some people would argue it's not even chili, but there is probably 50 Skyline Chili's in the area and all kinds of other chili. And I thought it did an excellent job at determining the competitive set of a local little chain restaurant. And so that's a, that's a that's great because a lot of times you don't know what those are, um, I'm not saying you should trust hundred percent what it did, but it got you really close. I don't even know if I would have added that question. that was fantastic, but instances like that is just that can save you so much time. um that was a really good use of it,
1: yeah, the only thing I would do is if you wanted to change any of the if you knew of one specific that maybe that wasn't added on there because it right. it even pulled in like one location places that were like, yes. oh, okay, yep. Yeah, they
0: were absolutely a competitor. Absolutely, yeah. So the, again, this kind of summarizes the Survey Monkey article is um, a, a, there should be a lot of a lot of press releases about this kind of stuff, and then I I would expect SurveyMonkey Monkey to do a well. Now I can do this. I mean, this is going to be every month more features, right? Right. Yeah. It's just uh, how, when are we going to get tired of hearing all the updates on AI? I don't know.
1: It, you're not already.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not yet.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh... Let's go to our next story. Okay. Uh, Vox Pop Me has launched a new AI powered tool for their Qual Insights platform called Live Interviews. It promises to make in depth qualitative research faster, smarter, and more economical.
0: Yeah. First off, I love the picture of Jamin on this article. Um, love seeing him. Um, you know, we're all big fans of Jamin. He's the chief revenue officer. And uh, again, this is awesome use of qualitative advancements. And I think part of this was driven with COVID. Like it really expedited how fast companies like Vox Potme um, became successful and people saw the power of it. And now now it's just, it's really, I didn't used to think of qualitative as a tech or innovative, but Mm -hmm. now it certainly is when you start thinking like this, um, faster, smarter, more economical. I mean, who, who doesn't want all of those things, right? right. Um, features discussion guides generated on AI based upon research objectives. So similar to our last topic, um, a discussion guide is very different than a quantitative questionnaire. Um, so we'll probably have the same kind of pros and cons, but man, a discussion guide can take a long time to build. And so this, if it, it can get you eighty nine percent of the way there, that is certainly true. It will save you a lot of time. Automated interview recorder, which will upload conversations for instant analysis, AI-generated summaries, findings and recommendations, um, interactive chat option for analyzing data, applying AI to multiple videos to reveal patterns and trends. I mean, this is pretty amazing, honestly. This is really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. COVID did – accelerated a lot of things. Think your virtual meetings. We went from them being very rare – to yeah. now standard zoom is now almost like kleenex at right. this point in terms of how you refer to it you're oh yeah. i'm Zo- I'm having a zoom meeting it could be teams it could be zoom it could be a different platform entirely but everyone yeah. just says i'm having a zoom meeting okay. so yeah i think it did it as well because they had you had to pivot you couldn't be face to face so it's a you, that's that quick agility of that overall yeah portion of the market research industry and then it's just powered along that face-to-face has come back but now you can augment it still with the technology components
0: yeah and so i love the quote at the end i don't i don't really give up this number but it's specific so i believe it um it will build an unrivaled understanding of consumers 91 percent faster than ever before that's amazing so if it took 100 minutes before nine minutes that is incredible, yeah, right?
1: I believe that. I mean, we've put we've played around with some of the AI stuff and put said, "Hey, analyze this stuff," and it's pretty quick. So,
0: yep. So again, I love that we we're talking about this. Um, these are pretty obvious uses of um, AI innovation in our industry, but these are also um, so quick. I mean, I didn't a year ago today. I don't think I knew the term Chat GBT. I know a lot of people did. And we're already integrating at almost every lo- level of marketing research. And so right. we just talked about a quant questionnaire. Now, Qual, just the entire part of Qual interface is being helped with AI tools. Um, it's, just, it's just really cool to see in our industry.
1: Right. Um, our last story, and I think this is a good way to open up into the more broader discussion of AI and market research. Um, a new Qualtrics study published in the 2024 market research trends report found that a whopping 87% of researchers are confident in their job security and more than half believe AI will lead to faster analysis and insights.
0: Um, first off, 87% confident in their job security. That's really good considering the kind of global economy we're in. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that um, – believed AI would be be beneficial to their work, leading to faster analysis. I'm surprised it's a little low. Um, Maybe it's because we still have a lot of people that, you know, researchers are notorious for being stubborn and doing things kind of the same way. And in many ways, there's no problem with that because, you know, statistics haven't changed in the last 10 years, right? Um, How to design a proper questionnaire has not changed. Um, the proper way to use different methodologies hasn't really changed. And so some people are doing the same things they could that they did today than they used to. Um, I think you have to really understand um, how to leverage it and how it benefits you at work. And I think that we've done that at EMI. You and I have definitely, you know, we talk every day about, oh, cool. Like yesterday morning, you were so excited. Look at this and this and this. Yeah. And some days I'm like that. It's like, look at this. Look what we did. And I think that's how it, it starts is playing around with it a little bit so you get comfortable with it and then finding ways to get efficient. Like you did some really efficiency stuff yesterday. We're doing it at Insights, too. And I hope that that 56% grows because it will certainly – it can be very beneficial to your work. But that's that was my first takeaway.
1: My kind of big takeaway on this, while people are showing the enthusiasm for it, they understand there's potential drawbacks or – Issues with it where it said yeah. that, oh, and I just had it here 43% said identifying or preventing AI generated responses is a challenge when collecting data using online providers. So, understanding that a- AI could be leading to these auto generated essentially bots yep. for surveys, that it, and we, uh, I know you and I understand that, and I'm sure everyone who's doing online quant gets that like, this is a potential problem. And how yeah. do you identify them? I mean, we know if you're using older versions of chat GPT, you ask it about certain current events that are going on recently or ask it to ask it about feelings and stuff like that. We know it can't answer those kind of questions. So there we have some workarounds, but I mean, they announced earlier this week, the new version and it's updated through like what, April of this year or something like that. Yeah. And then the turbo, it's going to be faster and it added yeah, more time, components yeah. to
0: it. So yeah, that's, I think that's the key is to, we can talk about positives all day long, including the caveats and the butts is super important because right. the challenges are, the risk is really high in some ways. There's been cases of lying, um, AI makes up sources, makes up data, <laughs> So checking your work and not 100% being skeptical, I think is certainly what everybody should do in every area of AI. Um, you know, we we've been creating images through Dolly, um, which is the image creation <laughs> in, in OpenAI, which is ChatGPT, and it misspells words when you create images, which is I find it fascinating why it does that. But it's hard for me to tell it. Don't misspell this word. I will say it. Don't misspell this word. Do it exactly like this. It will still misspell it. It's some sort of quirk that I haven't figured out. So if you know the solution to that, let me know because we then we have to kind of take it to Photoshop or some sort of advanced, you know, bit, um image editing tools and yep. do that. But like if you just accept it, that's just one example. Every everything you use it for could have a problem.
1: Right. I mean I you and I have both found different quirks, let's call it with that. Like yours is the misspelling with images. Mine is it following basic instructions when I'm saying, yeah. hey, Earth exa- I'm going to give you five examples, you upload the first one, and then it just starts to answer. And you're like, no, I'm right. going to let you know when the- I've uploaded the last one, and then it just keeps doing it. And yeah. I That day when I was doing it to me, I just got super frustrated, closed down. I'm going to try it a different day because yeah, like after an hour of trying to like, please stop, j- these are the yeah. instructions – and it yeah. just not fall, and it would say, "Sorry, I'm going to wait." And then it's going to tell. It says, "I'm going to do exactly what you said to do," and then it just keeps repeating it.
0: Yeah, it can have bad days. I think yeah. just like we can. We yep. oddly enough, I don't remember what I was going to say, but you know, we use it. I think in our office, it's pre- rather prevalent. Insights team, we all use it. Mary Draper uses it a lot. We use it to write conduct emails. Um, a lot of like content stuff for me, I and you. Mm-hmm. We, we will rewrite stuff or put it in a different tone. Um so it's very prevalent within our office, which I was surprised. We did a little lunch and learn earlier this week. And I'm surprised at how many people were pretty comfortable with using um, artificial intelligence.
1: And it's even more the AI tools in some of the standard stuff we were already using. It's beyond just like chat GPT, like yeah. the stuff I was showing you yesterday, Canvas got some new AI tools in there called the magic tool and it has some stuff where you can take an image and it'll expand it and extend backgrounds it's not necessarily increasing pixels but it's AI generating to make the picture larger and stuff and it does a great job on that or like I had it I was testing it on some of it like say create me this kind of image for this post yes did that and then you I would say, oh, I want to animate it. Okay, and then it would give you the option to animate it and yeah. playing around for 15 minutes. And I was talking with Jared on your team. kind of, We were kind of doing it together like, oh, yeah. okay, well, this actually looks pretty good. This would have taken, without that kind of tool generation, that could have taken like an hour or so picking the right image, figuring out how to get it to animate properly and all of that.
0: Yeah, and it's really helped me. That's a good example. It helps me now that I can upload PDFs and it will summarize it. And so our industry is notorious for putting out giant PDFs, you know, the grit report and the insight association top 50 hours. reports hours. <laughs> and you know, now I can put in a PDF and summarize it in, you know, five bullet points or ten bullet points, or give me the key themes. And for from what I do, which is I need to understand the trends in the industry, competitive intelligence in the industry, um, and I need to read all of those things. This is going to save me a lot of time because it's hard to sit down and read one of those reports, even though they're amazing, they're incredible. They're very valuable. This will help me save it. And also webinars. There's a different webinar every day you can attend. And I have, I've, in the past, I've had to pick and choose. I go to probably, I watch about 20% of the webinars I sign up for, honestly, because I just don't have time to do them all. Now I'm going to use AI to summarize them and find the key points.
1: And it's not that you're signing up and just like, oh, well, no. It's you're signing up with the best intention of yes, I'm going yeah. to attend this, or I'm going, to, I know I'm going to watch this, and then life yeah. happens.
0: And so those are pretty basic ways of using it. But we, you know, you have to use, you can't just upload a YouTube video directly in the chat GPT. You have to kind of find other ways to do that. And, and PDFs you can now, but you also have to kind of know how to do that as well. Um, so yeah, we're getting, trying to get more advanced. And you know, we challenge the company to every process we do. Think about AI. If you could dream, how do you make it more efficient? How do you make it better? How do you make it so you have more time at work? Can you go from what currently takes you 40 hours a week to do? Can you get that down to 35 hours a week? Then you have an extra five hours. Then we're all more efficient, right? That can help cut costs and that makes things faster. And that's the way we should be thinking as an industry. And I think that's how we are thinking about it as an industry. And I think the companies that really learn how to leverage this without too many potholes are really going to – grow fast I think
1: yep I agree um, we kind of have been jumping in and out of kind of how it's being used both how we use it and how it's kind of being used overall but yeah. do we want to cover a little more how, how we kind of see it I know there is a article yeah. on Research Live it ha- unfortunately it hasn't been updated in probably two months and at the rate of things changing a lot of this may be out of it's all of these have talked that are listed on there are still happening, but it's missing still a lot. I mean, we just talked about two today, yep. but that's always a good one. I know it talks about like how Accenture has invested three billion is investing three billion over the next three years to integrate a i into its all of its processes you have uh, discuss IO is launching a generative AI tool for qualitative research. I mean, there's probably 15 or 20 protege added the AI survey tool to pull fish. Yep. I mean, those are just a couple and there's probably like 25 or so if not more listed on here. And that's yep. just, I would call say what, this is the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yeah, there was, um, as part of the, uh, market research pros group, there was a, <laughs> there was a lengthy discussion about AI, And as part of that, there was a Google Sheet that someone has been keeping track of what everybody's doing in the industry. And it is a lot of work that he's just updated in Google Sheets and is out there sharing it. And he has, looking at it now, he has 97 companies in there. And I'm not sure how often it's uploaded, but I mean, that's just so valuable just to jump in here and just to see what people are doing. Um, It's also just so like motivating to see Companies that you typically don't think of as being innovative um, or being – I've been around for 50 years. That can be innovative, but then they're doing really cool stuff with it. So um, I'm really impressed with our industry, and I'm impressed with people putting together stuff like this because that – like, to understand what the industry is doing is really hard.
1: I feel like the most innovative company award is going to be tough this coming year with all of the – all of like new AI tools being announced and all of that. It, it might be tough going for who's going to yeah. win that
0: award. Usually, it's um, based upon
1: um, popularity contest.
0: Popularity, who has the highest awareness? But like a year ago, I'd never heard of the Yabble, right? Right. Yabble comes into America. They do a little road show. Everybody's impressed, and you know she's really good speaker and really cool stuff that they're doing. Yabble probably will not win most of the company, but it probably should. It's it's up there because they've been using AI for years and they saw the trend coming and built all this really cool stuff that no one's heard of a year ago. And if, unless you went to a conference or saw it firsthand or maybe read something on LinkedIn, you probably don't know who Yabble is. You probably should know who Yabble is. So they probably won't win. It'll be Kantar, you know, the same names. But we're, now we'll start seeing them. Maybe Yabble wasn't on the list last year. This year, maybe it's 20.
1: Right. And right. Then,
0: then, you know, that's, that's how we'll start. If, you, if there's a company in the top 50 you haven't heard of, it's probably one you should probably research.
1: Yep. Yeah. You want to take a little bit more of kind of what else we're seeing? Yeah.
0: Um, let's see. What else are we seeing? Um, well, we have Rudy Bublitz at the, at the same Wire inside Association event, and he talked about um, coding. And, you know, Rudy is a coding expert, one of the foremost coding experts in our industry, and he's also very tech-oriented. So we embraced this early on and is using it to summarize open-ends and does really cool stuff with themes. Now, it's not your traditional ways of coding which people have done their whole careers coding and using a code book and building a code frame and all that is very um, skilled you wouldn't think of it but it's very very skilled highly skilled and now ai can do it really quickly and it may not look the same way that it did 15 years ago but it might be just as useful to the client so that's one thing and then translations you know we always joked around you shouldn't use google translate to translate But now it's starting to really understand the nuance of different languages, and I have a feeling that that will be driving how we translate before long because it is so advanced. Um, It really understands the very unique conversations and slang. It can write at different levels, and um, it's really cool.
1: Even beyond that, I mean, with whatever version you have, you can talk to, like, chat GPT now, so it'd be outside of market research for translations. Like, you're traveling. Oh, turn it on You're talk. I'm traveling in Spain. Boom. That person's talking and you're going to get it right up yep. what it is. And you can just talk right, talk right back into it and it can talk and give it the response back, back in that language.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, another cool thing we did is um, Jared, who's new to the companies a year and a half, he graduated a year and a half ago. And he knows some coding, but not a ton. He took an image of a dashboard <clears throat> and really built the dashboard. I mean, at first he built it in Power BI and the client said, well, I kind of want it in Excel. And then um, ChatGPT can tell you how to easily convert it from Power BI to Excel and vice versa. And so the coding part is just, that's really incredible. Um, Three years ago, I was telling everybody to learn how to code and learn different coding because you'll have a job forever. And now I'm like, it's only been three years. I'm like, well, as long as you know a little bit of coding, like this AI can tell you how to code in any language. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. The more technical components you're still going to need to code yes. and that's where you're going to, that's where those jobs are going to be. But basic type coding. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about saying, Hey, can we use chat GPT to build some macros to make some of our like yeah. reports? We can upload the data on a month to basis and just see it versus like a Tableau dashboard. Cause we know some of the data has to be manipulated to get exactly yeah. what we want. And
0: yeah, we're, our research management team they upload or they create Excel documents based upon like field reports on quotas, quota management, that kind of stuff, and some of them take over an hour a day to create. They're very complicated, and we're working on ways now to get that from hours a day to seconds a day. Right. And right. like that's just how you really grow and make things better. If you can get from hours to seconds, that's like hiring you know two more people almost. Yep. Um,
1: well, you like to joke that. ChatGPT is the third member of Insights.
0: Well, now I think I need to go even further. It's like ChatGPT is the third and the fourth and the fifth member now. You know, it's
1: your third member and an intern.
0: Yeah, because it it can do so. it started to do a lot more tasks than we did six months ago, for sure. I mean, I think Jared uses it almost everything he does. He that's his mentality is to think, how can I use ChatGPT to do it better, quicker, faster, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, he's he's just driven like that. So hopefully everybody has someone on their team that's always thinking, how do I leverage AI to do it better?
1: Right. And I know he follows a lot of the stuff online where you can get tips for prompts and all that. So if I see something that I always send it over to him, he's like, oh, I've seen this or nope, thanks for sending that kind of stuff. And he's always good at disseminating that out to everybody.
0: Yes. I get an email every day from a newsletter that it's called Superhuman, which is amazing. You get that one? It's just. I, I follow the guy me. on
1: LinkedIn and actually sent yeah. Jared a link to one of the ones he posted yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's just perfect for him, like I think our level.
1: Yeah. that it's a lot of
0: quick hits, a lot of bullet points, summarizes stuff, one little tip of the day, and you know I don't want to spend hours a day researching it, but that's really five five to fifteen minutes a day. I'll do that, and he does a really good job of putting that out there every day after lunch. I read it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I I get his LinkedIn post, which I think is even shorter version of that. It's normally whatever is highlighted at the top of that daily newsletter.
0: So, Right. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff going on out there that we, we just hit the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So I would love it if somebody came on. You know, we joke around about this. Seriously, somebody come on and talk about what you're doing and other things that we didn't mention. If you want to come on and talk about the negative aspects, that's fine too. Um, you know, we're kind of new at this, probably like most people in the industry, but there are other people that are probably much more advanced or much more skeptical. And right. so we want to sell all sides of it. And so we'd love to have you on.
1: And there's probably stuff that other people are doing that you and I have never even thought about.
0: Yeah, I want those people. Like challenge, There's a lot of challenging going on. I like that because what you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And right. you could be working a lot more efficiently. There's probably a lot of things that we could be doing that we haven't even thought about yet, for, to your point. If you go to any conference – you're going to be forced to hear about artificial intelligence. It's going this to be 90%. Year, this whole year, I mean, really good job by the all the conferences to kind of jump on this trend and get all these speakers and brands and all these new methodologies and ways of using artificial intelligence. Like, that was an amazing job by our industry this year. I didn't think it would be so fast. But if you went to, like, Torx or to IAX or to um, Insight Association National Conference or to CRC – it was a lot of AI for sure. Um, well, it will be next year too.
1: Thinking back a few years, it was the joke that, oh, we're talking about AI, but no one – there's no practical piece. It's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, and there were – that was kind of a joke for years. Yeah. Yep. Then it – boom, it's here.
0: Yeah. And this isn't like um, blockchain or other kind of mm. trends that kind of faded away to most – people um this is like just taking over right hopefully you embraced it and not just ah this will go away in a month because this is not going away
1: (laughs) no i mean you have all the big tech companies integrating in didn't microsoft just launch copilot this week
0: for office 365 for the desktop versions it's been out for a while and i really want copilot i think it's 30 dollars a month it is yeah, so you know, I, I wish I knew the IT guy at our office. Maybe he can get us two or three licenses of it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wish the IT guy had a bigger budget.
0: <laughs> Maybe next year we'll see. But yeah, we got to try that out because you know we're all living Microsoft's office, right? Yep, at least we do. Um, that's like Google
1: Suite. Same difference. I mean, Google's yeah. working
0: on their version as well, and yeah, it's it's cool to have them competing on this little AI race. It's really cool. Because you have all the players involved, and in, in you have Elon Musk just announced some stuff, and you have Amazon doing cool stuff, and Apple, and Google, and Microsoft. I mean, that's just a, those are just powerhouses that you can leverage. Well, I think we exhausted it. I think for so. This
1: Until everything yeah. changes in two weeks.
0: Yeah, so if you're listening to this again, and if this is 2024, we've probably, hopefully we've done another episode since then, um, and you can track our competency over time. So, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to come on, talk about AI or any other topic, let us know. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on LinkedIn, reach out to us, add us on LinkedIn. We accept most requests, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.